Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschutz, and I'm an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York, on the other line in Los Angeles is the navy blue suit to my pinstriped tuxedo, Keith Caulfield. How's it going, Keith? I'm good. I haven't the foggiest what that reference is. Oh, they're just suits, man. It's just suits. Oh, they're just suits. Okay. Just suits. Are, are you trying to figure out like what suit you'll be wearing for like the reception at your wedding? Is that what's going on? Man, uh, it's. I don't uh, know. Do you guys change suits between? No, the, like, I'm no, not. You, I'm not changing suits. That's definitely. I don't know how that works. I, I just. I don't know. It's been. I, I've been dealing with a lot of suits lately. Uh, in the literal sense, a lot of suits in terms of my suit, in terms of groomsmen's suits. It's just, uh, it's been, it's been a week, man. It's been a week, but, uh, we're, we're here to escape from all that, from the, from the rigors of wedding planning to focus on pop music. Welcome to the pop shop podcast. Keith, as we always do, we're going to be talking about a lot of pop music on the hot 100 and on the billboard 200 and some pop news as well. Going to be talking about Justin Bieber, Rihanna, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Charlie Puth, Jason Derulo, Meek Mill, Miguel, Taylor Swift, and many more. Uh, Everyone, basically. Everyone on the charts. We're talking about them. Everyone on the charts. Um, Every single one of them. (laughs) Should be a fun show, as always. If you enjoy listening to the Pop Shop Podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way, you never, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review. We will cry tears of joy if we see more ratings and reviews. That'd be great. Hey, come on. It'd be lovely. It'd be fun. We're not We're not beyond self-promotion. No, not at all. We're not, I'm not even beyond groveling at this point. Not at all. No, I, I, we've gotten a lot of ratings and reviews. I just, I, I, I love to see more. So uh, send, send us your uh, feedback if you want. If you want to hear more Billboard podcasts, go to iTunes.com slash Billboard podcasts. That's podcasts plural. You will get our homepage on iTunes to all of the Billboard podcasts. And if you have any questions for Keith or myself, it's myself, myself. Yourself. Myself. Yourself, yourself, yourself. My my bad self. Hit us up on Twitter. He is Keith, Keith, (laughs) Keith underscore Caulfield. And I'm at Jason Lipschutz. Keith. Are we ready to go despite my many linguistic well, I know blunders? I'm ready. Yeah. I don't know about you. It's the suits, man. It's the suits. They got me down. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, it, it'll all work out and we, we get to talk about pop music for the next 35 to 40 minutes. Keith, let's start on the Hot 100. Wiz Khalifa, Charlie Puth, still number one. See you again. What what week is this? Number number 13? 12. Number 12? 12. Number 12, I believe. <sighs> 
That's so yeah, many I know, it, but it's it's it'll soon be over with. You think so? Oh yes, I know so. Well, no, I don't know so, but um, I'm, uh, well, you know, I'm fairly confident it will not be number one next week. But um, you know, this is that weird week where everything changes. It's true. <laughs> um, and so it. Uh, under normal circumstances, if we were publishing a chart uh, next Wednesday like normal, then I would say definitely no. It would not be number one anymore because uh, the number two track, Omi, uh, Cheerleader, and Silento at number three are, are gaining super rapidly. Um, but we're doing charts a little bit different in the next week. Yeah. Which- let you know we what let's I, I talk about that now. I want I to <laughs> I wanted to talk about that a little bit later, but we might as well just talk about it now. Obviously, Keith, something that's going on in your world and in the charts world is the all of our world. All of our really. world is that the global release date for albums has shifted from Tuesdays and, to Fridays, and uh, new songs too. I believe we're all going to start coming out on Fridays as well. Not just albums; it's it's kind of everything. I think so. Just very quickly, like in terms of like Cliff Notes version, because there's a the the process has changed. But how how will it change people reading the charts? How will it change the uh, the charts being published? Um, Okay, so um, if you want the long version of this, just we can link to it in the podcast story, or just go to Google and search for the phrase "Billboard Street Date," and then look for the most recent story. Um, and that should explain everything to you in lurid detail. But what is happening is that uh, in the United States, uh, the street date, or the release date for most new albums and new songs is Tuesday. That is being changed to Friday, not just in the U.S., but in every country around the world from all major recording labels. So for the most part, almost everything will start coming out on Fridays now, no matter what country you're in. And until this week... Uh, the release day for albums was different in many countries. It was different in the UK versus Australia versus Japan versus America. Now that's all going to be on Friday. Woohoo! Problem is, our tracking weeks for how we actually track sales yeah. in the US um, it wouldn't really be copacetic with this new release date. So now we are changing the actual days that we track a week according to Nielsen Music, which uh, tracks all of our sales for us and a lot of our other data. Um, so right now, our sales charts run on a Monday through Sunday basis. We are going to switch that to a Friday through Thursday basis um, starting, well, this week. Yeah. The, 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 so um, going forward, um, Right now, on Wednesday of each week is when we announce the top 10 of the Billboard 200 and the Hot 100 chart, our two signature um, albums and songs chart, our big uh, signature iconic albums and songs charts. Uh, And then all the charts are revealed on our websites on Thursday. That will switch starting this next week, where on Saturday, this Saturday, Um, we will post a story about the new top 10 albums on the Billboard 200. And then on Monday, we will have a story about the Hot 100 chart. So things are going to be a little bit staggered now. We're not going to do the album and singles chart stories on the same day. They're going to actually be spread out. And then we will post all of the new charts on Tuesday. So uh, Tuesday of each week. Uh, So this week, for one week only, we'll actually be talking about 
two different charts within like the span of like four days instead of a week's time. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. It's a huge deal for you guys, obviously, and it's a huge deal for the chart watchers out there. It's a huge deal for you too, Jason. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. No, but it's not a huge deal for me. <laughs> It's, well, it's a huge deal. It's 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 funny how like you know everyone's like, oh, it's a big deal for the charts. I'm like, well, it's kind of a big deal for everybody because this impacts, it impacts everything that the industry does in terms of like routing artists for promotional yeah, appearances. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, do it's like everything is focused on like this Friday, Saturday, Sunday corridor instead of what you're sort of used to getting, which is artists will appear on the Today Show and the Tonight Show on like a Monday or a Tuesday to pimp a release that's coming out on a Tuesday. Now everything's going for like a Friday. So does that mean, like, what does that mean? We will see I think, in the next I few think, weeks. Yeah, I think some things, if I were to guess, I, I would say the process is going to be tweaked uh, gradually. And you, you see what how, how movies are promoted. Mo- almost every movie comes out on Fridays. And yep. then the... the um, Weekend box office is, is what really counts for, for how a movie performs. And I'm sure it's going to be similar to that now with albums as, as well as single releases. But you still see a lot of lead-up press in terms of pop stars you know, promoting albums and promoting new singles in the week ahead of time or the week after. So I think things are going to, like I said, be slightly altered and then get to a, a point where they're more and more and more altered over the next... I, w- I would say it's going to take a couple months to get this kind of finessed correctly. Yeah. I'm still I'm still unsure why... I mean, I, I mean, I know the reason why the, um, the Friday was selected, um, according to official statements from the IFPI, which is the group that represents the major recording labels around the world. Um, but still, it just seems like... Wouldn't you have wanted to go with perhaps Tuesday because the U.S. is the biggest market for music and we already had Tuesday, so why not just stick with Tuesday and make everyone move to Tuesday instead? But uh, they decided Friday was the best one, so here we are. TGIF, man, that's why. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So anyway, so back back to the Hot 100. We, yeah, we back start, to the Hot 100. Let's start talking a little bit about Omi, which moves up to number two with Cheerleader. And you think, Keith, that, you know, uh, aside from the new the new chart, you know, roll out the new mechanics in place that this has a good shot of going number one as early as next week. Yeah. And, and so, uh, the, the, like I, like I mentioned, the new hot 100, will have a story about the new hot 100 chart, um, for next week's chart, uh, on Monday instead of Wednesday, like normal. And if, if, if Omi is not number one on that chart, then it could be Silento because Silento is like having like a huge, like moment right now yeah and um, watch me moves up from number seven last week to number three this week yeah and i'm a little surprised to see this go so high i mean you, you see some of these um you know these viral led sensations you see something like t wayne nasty freestyle it, it, it did break into the top 10 but it, it's hard to get up to that top five top three and in, in even number one spot but i mean silent well, I mean, yeah, it, it's a really- case by case basis but I, I think Silento, this this song has just taken off in a way that surprises me. Certain, yeah, uh, those those viral like Vine dance hits, like uh, every so often, like a couple of them will break through, and it really depends on you know the song itself. Um, if there's more than just like you know a fleeting moment of greatness to it, 
um, and if it can sustain more than just the curiosity factor. And if you know a label really puts the effort behind it, and and I think there was a, the official music video for Watch Me, I think came out like a week or two ago. Yeah. So that's helping things as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, you you need you still need like sort of the full on promotion to get behind it because you know remember uh, when Bowers Harlem Shake went to number one, um, it it went to number one, but it also had um, a, a big push from Warner Brothers um, who picked who picked it up for promotion to radio after the fact. Um, I can't quite remember if Bauer hit number one before or after Warner picked it up. I want to say it was probably before. Probably shortly after. Well, but, it was the week the week that the the charts changed. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, yeah, the week the week the charts changed, and we picked up YouTube, and so that made the huge that made all the difference in the world. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really always happen. Sometimes these things click, and sometimes they don't, and it and it depends on so many different things. But it's working for Salento. He has it. He's up forty two percent in total chart points this week. He's breathing down the neck of Omi um, with cheerleader at number two. So right now it's set up for either Omi or Salento to hit number one next week, but. With this weird week that we're having with the chart changes and how the the time frame that we count in next week's chart is a little bit quirky, it may not happen on Monday, but it could. So come back on Monday and find out. We will see on Monday. So uh, also on the Hot 100, congrats to Rachel Platten. Fight song moves up 14 to 10, becomes her first top 10 hit. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and uh, that's pretty cool. She's in the top yeah. 10 now. Yeah, she's she's a well, she's she's a. I mean, it's a fun song, great song, and it's also not the only um, new top ten song. It's true. Year. All right, so let let's talk about the the big the big names this week are Justin Bieber and Rihanna. So let's talk about Justin Bieber first. His collaboration with Skrillex and Diplo, "Where Are You Now," moves from number seventeen last week to number eight this week. It is. In the top ten now, and Keith, I, I I feel like this is like, you know, Bieber career image rehabilitation, like is is getting there. Like this, this is a this is a big hit now. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. It is a big hit. <laughs> I mean, um, it, I just think it's funny that we're talking about Bieber's career rehabilitation the same week that like Bieber flashes his butt on Instagram. <laughs> like, really? I'm like, the fact that his song moved up the chart this week has nothing to do with his Instagram shenanigans and his bare butt. It, that the the tracking week ended, uh, you know, before I think any of his butt would have actually impacted the chart. Um, but who knows? <laughs> any of his butt, not his any pop- of his any any fraction not, of his not butt, not even part of his butt impacted. Not even the chart part this of his week. butt, I think, impacted Few. the Hot 100 this week. That's good to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Keith, this is the the life cycle of this song has been really interesting to me. It's been on the Hot 100 for months, and just slowly, slowly, slowly growing. It's been around. It, it's been in the top 20 for a couple weeks, and around the top 20 for a few weeks before that, but. Now, last week with the music video push, and this is why I also mentioned Rihanna, who we're going to get to in a second, but with the music video release, that helps its streaming numbers, I, I assume, and now it's in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it is, the thing is, it's one of those songs where you hear it, and it's such a, it's like a cool sounding song, it has that, you know, it has that sort of weird EDM-y kind of atmospheric uh, e- dance in the middle of a forest vibe yeah um but then it has like this this great vocal and 
if, if you know Bieber's voice, you know it's Bieber. But even if you didn't, you're like, oh, this is cool. And then after that, you're like, oh, that's Justin Bieber. It's one of those moments. And I know yeah. I say that a lot on the show where I say, oh, Demi Lovato doesn't sound like Demi or Selena doesn't sound like Selena. But that actually can help you sometimes where, you know, you kind of like pull one over on the listener or you pull one over on the radio programmer. And it's like, wow, they're, they're kind of pulling a 180. This is different. Let me see if this will work. And it works. And I think Bieber just sort of needs like a clean slate moment. Um, and we've talked about this a lot before. Um, and, and this is clearly kind of a clean slate moment to a degree, I think, for him in terms of actually getting like a real hit single. Well, it, it's interesting to me because I don't know how successful this song would have been if this was Justin Bieber featuring Skrillex and Diplo instead of the other way around. Just because I feel like a, a Justin Bieber, say, say this was the, the first single from his his next album. I, I think that it gets a lot more fanfare. It, it yeah, at least initially, but I think that the way that this song has grown organically at radio has really helped it. I, I think that I totally agree with you when you say that people might not know that this is Bieber by listening to this song. I think people, and, and you know, to be fair, there's a lot of anti-Bieber sentiment in the pop music community as well as as well as the EDM community. I mean, this well, is this is what I've been talking about a lot with you know our. My some of our colleagues who work uh, on in the EDM scene just about how people are not really thrilled that you know Skrillex and Diplo are, are really getting this shine with Bieber. Well, when this song came out, I think I think the general perception was, oh man, seriously, really Diplo Skrillex are working with Bieber? Yeah, Why? I I, I got that too. Like, yeah. Dude, like don't like man, don't associate yourself with <laughs> you know him, you know, and and I think Diplo. I think I want to say Diplo came out and said something really quickly like no he's you know he's got a great voice and you know like basically stood up for him I mean obviously they're going to because they worked with him um and I think I think Skrillex and Diplo were just like look it it's, it was the right song the right voice and you know we believe in him and yada yada I mean I think they they probably just realized a hit's a hit and um you know maybe they know a Bieber that we don't know Well I think <laughs> I that it it's so it's so hard. It's funny because I feel like this is just the kind of the perfect move for him because it's almost like an under the radar move if that's even possible for Justin Bieber because, you know, like I said, if you if he had launched this or something else as his first single, you know, there's a lot of fanfare. Maybe it doesn't do as well and uh, out the gate. Maybe it's it, it kind of slips off because, you know, people aren't ready for the Justin Bieber comeback train to start rolling into their station. But now this is, you know, this this was like a Jack U song on the Skrillex and Diplo collaboration project, and and it just happens to have Justin Bieber. Now he looks like he has another hit. This is totally like a David Guetta featuring Sia moment. Or, oh yeah, uh, where like, you know, Sia was was sort of kind of known already because she had the Flow Rider hit with Wild Ones, but that was still a Flow Rider track. And then David Guetta, who doesn't sing. Uh, produces the track and has Sia sing on it and Titanium. And then, you know, the next year she comes out with her own project, Chandelier, and she already has the shine from her previous work and her songwriting abilities, um, which sets her up. I mean, it's not quite the same thing, but I was just trying to think of something where, like, an EDM act who doesn't really sing brings in a vocalist um, as the featured act, um, and then they they both get a hit out of it, um, and it's sort of an unlikely hit. Uh, because this is this is as you said, you know, took a nice eighteen week ride into the top ten, which is a little 
you know, for Justin Bieber, that might be sort of perceived as kind of slow. But I think right now, I think he needs to take everything at a, at a slightly different pace than he's yeah, used to. The, in the, the past only years. other the only other one I can think of in terms of that vein is the uh, the Calvin Harris collaboration with Khalees Bounce that wasn't really a huge hit here, but was an international hit. I think that if it was just a Khalees song that was a, a EDM dance song or like a, like an up tempo dance song, it, it might not have necessarily done as well because you know she that that's not what she's known for. It, people have you know their their opinions of of Khalees and what kind of music they want to hear from her. But because it was Calvin Harris and it happened to be featuring Khalees, then bounce becomes a hit for both of them. Um, mm. Keith, let's move on to like I said, Rihanna. So the other big music video release over the past week week and a half or so depending on when you're listening to this podcast is rihanna's crazy video for bitch better have my money uh it helps the song reach a new peak it moves back into the top 20 it was number 28 it's back up to number 15 keith do you see a second life for this song with the music video with with this this chart gain well the the big chart gain this week is owed to the music video of course yeah um, I, I, I let me quickly look on the chart here to see how much of it is all just a stream. Um, hold on. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it was. It it was. It's down in airplay, <laughs> which not that surprising because it's not exactly a big radio friendly song. Um, I don't think it's going to go up again. I think this this kind of might be it. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly certainly it's an eye catching video. Yeah. Certainly. Well, the the whole thing is that the video just seemed to arrive really late in the game, and you know, if you compare it, going back to where are you now, that video also kind of arrived late in the game, but it was at a point with the song where, you know, the song was still it, it's still growing and growing at radio. With a Rihanna single release, it seems like there was a lot of fanfare. Oh, new Rihanna single it gets a, a ton of streams early on and now you know it, it came out in march and has been slipping and and now the, well, the video finally comes in july it, it, i think it's it, i think th- i th- i think they're they're both unique situations and if and uh, for those of you that are listening that have not actually seen Mad- uh, madonna <laughs> rihanna madonna they sound alike um there's boobs in them madonna has boobs <laughs> um uh, rihanna's video for bitch better have my money um it's sort of an epic uh, sort of uh, controversial video where there's um, a, a significant amount of nudity and blood and implied uh, murder and mayhem. Um, nothing is actually shown on screen in terms of actual killing, but it's implied that Rihanna like knocks off a few people. It's very yeah. sort of pulpy, over the top, um, you know, uh, big budget uh, action scary flick um it was actually not as bad as i was anticipating it to be because people were bandying about like phrases like torture porn before i saw it and then i watched it i'm like okay well the Uh, the completely naked woman is sort of shocking but aside from that it's kind of it's kind of torture porn it's not you know it's not hostile it's not saw it's that's That's, what i was expecting that's fair that's yeah um that said to your comment about the music videos coming out kind of late for Bieber and Rihanna, I think the whole Rihanna project, this whole next kind of a mess. album, the whole thing is just kind of, she's doing it her own way. You know, four or five seconds, American Oxygen, bitch better have my money. Like, she's just doing it on Rihanna time right now. And who knows if all these songs will be on the next album? We assume they will. Maybe they're just waiting for that one big hit that's like the consensus hit 
to like you know introduce the album who knows uh, it's her first it's her first album that'll be properly for rock nation as opposed to i think def jam i think she completed her contract with def jam so you know maybe she's just like i can do whatever and i'm rihanna what's up <laughs> it's a good impression i like that that's uh, yeah that's it you know, i can't i can't even think of like what her what her like my, an impression impression of rihanna would sound like it's it's funny because we've mentioned Ew. this <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna attempt a Rihanna. Yeah, I can't. Nah, I can't. This, this is this is as good as my Nicki Minaj impersonation from last week. That was really good. I'll say that. That was that was that was five stars for that one. Um, Compared to Rihanna, yeah, it's. Whew. I mean, this is you know we're we're still all waiting on this Rihanna project, just like we're all waiting on this Kanye West project. The those are the two ones that people are excited about. They might come out in the fall. They might not. They, there's no release date to either one yet. So they just keep lobbing out these songs, hoping that they'll cross over and, and become hits i mean i would argue that four or five seconds did cross over and was a hit but i thought no, it was a hit but it just wasn't sort of a hit on like sort of like the diamonds or we found love kind of scale That's which fair. is what i think rihanna and her camp may be used to but I, I don't know i mean i think all these songs are sort of cool and 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 kind of interesting and different and and maybe that's just what she's trying to do she's just trying to sort of look like look i want to do the song it's different it's cool let's just do the song and then you know when and if they come out on an album great and maybe she i mean maybe the focus isn't about an album i have no idea rihanna call us let us know come on let us know um (laughs) keith (laughs) anywho anywho keith um so Demi Lovato debuts at number 36 on the Hot 100. We talked about Cool for the Summer last week. And, you know, a little... I guess we'll see how this song does. I was expecting a little bit higher of a debut, especially since, you know, comparing it to Selena Gomez's debut for Good For You. Debuted at number 9 the week prior. That song uh, is still in the top 20. It dips to number 17, but still in the top 20. Um, I guess we'll see with Demi. Any, any thoughts on that one? Well, uh, yeah, Selena got off to a slightly better start, certainly with Top 40 Radio, um, had, had more uh, more spins uh, out of the gate. And so I, I don't know why one is starting off a little bit better than the other. Um, as, as Iggy Azalea would say, why are you pitting them against one another? Um, I do think um, I want to note how last week, uh, last week was the first time we talked about Cool for the Summer because I think it came out last Wednesday, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I remember during the podcast, I was like, I can't put my finger on it, but it sounds like something. And I think I may have even mentioned Jesse J. Um, and I said, Domino. wow, it sounds like, yeah. It sound- yeah. And then, and then like later that day, suddenly everyone on Twitter was like blowing up saying, oh, it sounds like Domino. Mm, they stole it from you. S- well, no, they didn't. no, I never said Domino. I don't think, but now I, and then when I listened to the two back to back, I'm like, oh, and then, you know, as you research further, you're like, well, Domino was also written or produced by Max Martin, which also had a hand in Demi's new song. So maybe we should just blame Max Martin. <laughs> blame uh, Max Martin. That's always the just easy Just blame thing. Max Martin. for the for, if, if you think all pop music sounds like something else, it's probably because it all sounds like another Max Martin <laughs> song that he already did. So we will track the success of Cool for the Summer as well as Good for You. Speaking of the Hot 100, Keith, let's talk about a couple songs that might be on the lower reaches of the Hot 100. They might not be there at all, but we think they have a good shot at being hits. That's why we call this segment Soon to Be Hits. I love that theme song. <sighs> so good. 
Keith, so do you want to? You want me to go first, or do you want to go first? You can go first. All right, man. We got our good friend Charlie Puth on this week's edition of Soon to Be Hits. His collaboration with Megan Trainer Marvin Gaye moves up seven more spots, number seventy-nine to number seventy-two. Charlie Puth, of course, number one right now, alongside Wiz Khalifa with "See You Again." This is his first proper song, single, solo single, I should say. And it's been out for a couple weeks. It's been out for a couple months. Actually, he talked about it, I believe, with uh, you, maybe? You talked to him at the Billboard Music Awards. Did you talk to him about Marvin Gaye? Sure, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I was probably talking to him about See You Again, mostly. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. But, but anyway, the the song is called Marvin Gaye. It's inspired by Marvin Gaye. Uh, the, the, title, or the title gets... Uh, there because of the line let's get it on like Marvin Gaye which he repeats endlessly through the song moves up again to number 72 on this week's Hot 100 keep an eye on Charlie Puth who has another hit on his hands I'm giggling because you're like he repeats endlessly throughout the song I'm like so he really says it like he really says it like 40 times which is fine Hmm. actually I was listening to Unrelated I was listening to just I I was a, a, a female singer that you love Tovlo Sure. Um, the, the um, Talking Body song, I feel like the last three quarters of that song is nothing but the chorus repeated. Um, It has a bridge that, yeah, it has a bridge. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to go back and yeah. do, the, do the math. Anyway, um, my soon-to-be hit is by someone who has had, oh, a couple hits. Jason Derulo, his new single, Cheyenne. Cheyenne! I can't even do it very well. Maybe the lights just went out. I really like this song, by the way. Um, I don't know why the lights just went out, but we're going to keep going because the electricity's still on. Um, This single is the next single from his most current album, Everything Is Four, and it's about to debut on our mainstream top 40 chart uh, probably in the next week or two. Um, And it will most certainly probably be a big hit for him. When you hear it, it, it just sounds cool, but it also sounds like Jason Derulo, and I think... I think he's kind of found his voice, and um, I, I've, I've talked about this offline with Jason before, where I think Derulo has this problem where a lot of people hear his songs on the radio, but having the foggiest idea that they're actually by this person named Jason Derulo. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like he's actually sort of found his voice, at least with the last few songs, where it, it's, it's more recognizable and more identifiable. And I think we're going to get to a point here, possibly, in the next couple of years, where there's going to be that moment where people are like, oh, that's Jason Derulo? Kind of like what happened to Pink. And I'm not trying to say that they're both the same kind of artist, but Pink was going out for a long time where like no one really was connecting the dots. And then she put out a Greatest Hits album, and she spun around in the air on the Grammy Awards, and everyone was like, oh my God, we've been sleeping. We yeah. didn't know. It's Pink. And then suddenly she's bigger than ever. So, you know, maybe he's headed for that moment. But anyway, check out Cheyenne. It's a really cool song. It's about to debut on the mainstream Top 40 chart, which is known as Pop Songs on Billboard.com. Yeah, and, and just to build off of that, both dynamic live performers. I, I mean, Pink, if, if you've ever seen her live, is just dazzling. And Amazing. Jason Derulo with the dance moves. Uh, they're both great, and maybe that will... I, that's I, I never really thought of him in that light of, of being maybe like this is his fourth album maybe on the fifth or sixth album uh he really reaches that next plateau i mean he's he's doing really well for himself but in terms of name recognition in terms of album artistry maybe he, he gets there um yeah anyway keith those are the two songs we feature on this week's soon to be hits all right man let's quickly go through the billboard 200 albums chart because 
You wrote about it a lot over the past 24 hours. We have another big, big debut on this week's chart. Meek Mill has his first number one album and scores the fourth largest debut of the year. Uh, and it's another it's another hip-hop release and another sort of surprise release because it, there wasn't that much lead-up to this album coming out. How much of a surprise was it really? Because I, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't realize it was a surprise album. Yeah, I think that it was announced like the, that it was actually coming out maybe a week ahead of time, maybe a week and a half. It, it really... The, the album title was out there. It, it just, the release date wasn't revealed until very soon before. Wasn't Kendrick's album sort of the same thing? Very, yeah, of, exact same thing. So so the, the, the common thread here is, so Meek Mill's album uh, did 246,000 units in its first week, of which um, 215,000 were traditional album sales. That is the fourth largest week of the year for an album um, not just debut. I mean, all of them happen to be debuts. The biggest was Drake's, if you're reading this, it's too late, which did 495. Uh, of course, Drake's album came out of the blue. Kendrick Lamar had the big, second biggest with Tempimpa Butterfly with 324. Uh, that one came shortly out of the blue. And then the third biggest was actually Mumford & Sons' Wilder Mine with 231,000. That one did not come out of the blue, but of course, Mumford was coming off of a really big album known as Babel. So the common thread here is Drop an album out of the sky, and if you happen to be an R&B or hip-hop artist, you'll probably have a big week if you are the right artist at the right time, and it's not a mixtape, or at least it's not perceived to be a mixtape. Or maybe if it is, you still have to be Drake, and then it can be really big too, like if you're reading this, is too late, which is kind of a mixtape, kind of an album, mostly a mixtape. Yeah, and, and what you're seeing from Meek Mill is that he, there's a ton of interest around him. It, it's funny because Rick Ross has sort of built this empire with Maybach Music Group of... Meek Mill is on Maybach Music Group, by the way. This, he's on Rick Ross's label. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Basically, it's it's him, Wale, and, and Ross collecting these number one albums. I believe Wale had a number one album earlier this year. So, um, congrats to Meek Mill. That's, that's a big debut. And again, three out of the four biggest debuts this year were hip-hop albums. Like you said, Kendrick, Drake, and now Meek. What would be Meek Mill's biggest sort of hit single? Because I, I, truth hmm. be told, I don't really know any Meek Mill songs. Ah, oh, come on, man. He's from Philly. Ah. Oh. And I'm from California, so. I know. I, I know. I don't know what that means. Are you from Philly? Yeah, man. I'm from the Philly area. How do you not know this? I don't know. I just <laughs> don't. Do you know where I'm from? From California. Yeah, that's a big state. <laughs> um... Uh. <laughs> no, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I just think it's interesting that like Meek Mill, d- ha, d- like, you know, at least at least with Drake and Kendrick, like someone might know Drake swimming pools. Like, even if you're sort of like really like checked out in terms of like sort of hip hop, and Drake, like Drake is Drake. Like, you know, you might know a couple songs. Like, is there a song from Meek Mill that that like even the most casual top forty pop pop fan would know? No, it it he's definitely not an artist that appeals to pop radio in terms of big songs i mean i feel like you kind of see that meek mill has never even had a top 40 hit on the billboard hot 100 by the way yeah no it's it's true i I mean he's only put out two albums to be fair i I think maybe his most well-known hit is amen still but that was from a mixtape oh by Uh, the way i let me let me let me rephrase what i just said he didn't have a top 40 hit on the billboard hot 100 until this week all Eyes on You featuring Chris Brown and Nicki Minaj goes ah. 81 to 32 on the Billboard Hot 100. So congratulations to Meek Mill. Not only do you have your first number one album, but you also have your first top 40 hit on the Billboard Hot 100. 
Boom. Yeah, no, Boom. What, what you're seeing this year is, are a lot of big album releases from hip-hop artists that are, like, they're they're basically presented as you have to buy the whole album. They're, they're not presented as a, a bunch of singles stitched together. I mean, you know, we talked about the Kendrick to Pimp a, Butter, a Butterfly. That's a, a definite example of that. I, I would also throw in ASAP Rocky's new album. I think that the Drake album, That's number one album, yeah, yeah, the Drake album obviously didn't really have a, a lead single, and the Meek <laughs> Mill, same thing. I think that these hip hop artists, these huge names, are, are finding ways to make fans buy the whole album because they want the whole experience. Yeah, well, soon soon you'll just put out an album where there's just not even tracks identified on it. You know, it's just like track one, and it's like a forty-five minute track. Yeah, it's just like ha ha! It's a concept piece. You have to buy the whole thing. <laughs> I think like Seeger Rose did that. <laughs> oh really? I think that, so. You, I think only like you know you have to be either like super alternative, like super you know like super Seeger Rose like like Radiohead, um, or you have to be like so powerful, like you have to be like a Beyonce, like or you know you. Because you you can't be like the average artist and pull it off because there'd be like so much flack that you'd get. Um, But that seems like it could be a fun, interesting experiment. Well, there you go, man. Also, also want to mention Miguel starts number two. It's his highest charting album yet with Wild Heart. Congrats to him. Although it didn't sell as many uh, copies in its first week as his Mm -hmm. last album, Kaleidoscope Dream. However, he had a top twenty hit with Adorn uh, from that album. has not had a, a huge single from Wild Heart. An album, we, we talked about it last week a little bit, but I, I love this album, Wild Heart. You, you should check it out, man. It wasn't 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 last week your greeting to me where I didn't know what you were actually referencing and it was a Miguel reference? Indeed, indeed yeah. it was. That's sad. <laughs> it's still sad. <laughs> one, uh, one, one thing before we get to the charts out of the week, Keith, uh, I want to make a quick plug for something very cool we're doing on Billboard.com. Uh, this is the second an- annual Fan Army Face-Off. That's right. We have a huge bracket-style tournament that our whole team has worked on for weeks and weeks and weeks in which fan armies, I, I believe 64 different fan armies are going to be pitted against each other to see who has the loudest voice on the internet at large. Last year, uh, the big I think Big Bang's VIPs won over... Uh, 30 seconds to Mars this fan I'm army. like was it Tokyo Hotel's fan base no they were they were up there though but you know obviously all, all the big ones are going to be in there we also have a play-in round that's going on right now it's this a what now uh, a oh, play-in a, round that's uh, a basketball reference isn't it sort of yeah it's like March Madness where there's like one final spot uh in in the tournament that's up for grabs and Ooh. you need to have a, a, a bunch of teams play each other to try to grab that spot and then the actual tournament begins i'm kind of curious who's who's it so so did we put in like okay here's five people to pick from or is it all like fan voted oh it's five to, like, it's five people spot? to pick from Ooh, who who do you know what the five are Probably uh i don't off the head. top of my head I, I think uh kesha's fan armies that the animals is is in the running i know the black stars from avril lavigne what what if there's what if there's like a, what if there's a, an artist that doesn't actually have an a, a group of fans that have a name? Like, do you even put them in there? You're just like, no, nope, sorry, if you don't got a name, we can't put you in. If you don't have, well, I, I think a fan army, a requirement for a fan army is that they have a name. Look, Madonna has a lot of fans, but she doesn't have like a name for her fans. Exactly. So, so I just lose out, huh? Man, <laughs> sorry, man. Billboard hurting its own. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, 
Madonna fans aside, if you're a Madonna fan, of course you can still vote in this fan army face-off. It's going all month on Billboard.com. Check no, that out. No, we can't. Out. I can't even vote for her if she's not in it. How can I? No, I can vote for what, for what other Beyonce's fan Beehive? Yeah, vote for the Beehive. Hey, yes, support my title friends. It'll be great. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can vote for the Barbs, so you have some <laughs> sort of bitch on Madonna representation. Right. I'll just support everyone else that's on my tracks. I'm saying my as if I'm Madonna. I don't know why. <laughs> Bitch, are you anyway, let's move on. Are you I Madonna? <laughs> am I? <laughs> man, am I slumming it here. Keith, are you ready, my man, for your chart set of the week? Hey. So fifty years ago this week. Bum 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 bum. The Rolling Stones got their first number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 with I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I'm doing the Benny Benassi <laughs> remix of, of, of Satisfaction. <laughs> satisfaction. Um, on July 10th, 1965, Satisfaction and then parenthetical I Can't Get No actually comes before Satisfaction. Hit number one. Spent four weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, the Rolling Stones had already actually charted a, a number of singles on the Hot 100 uh, in before Satisfaction sort of really blew them up, but it was it was Satisfaction that was like the, the sort of like the moment where everything kind of coalesced. And of course, they've been effectively the biggest and baddest rock band ever since. Um, I'm a big fan of the Stones. I've seen them a number of times. Have you seen them ever in? in I've concert? never seen the Stones. I would love. I would actually love to see the Stones. Oh my gosh, it's 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 so great. Um, I don't know if the I, I'm assuming the Zip Code tour, which they're currently on, has probably probably left America. I want to say it already came through, um, but they'll probably still be touring. I mean, because they'll probably be touring until they all drop dead, because that's just who they are. Um, so yeah, 50, go, 50 years ago this week, the Rolling Stones hit number one with their their first number one single, Satisfaction. Some fun facts about the Stones on the Hot 100. They're one of the most successful acts ever on the Hot 100 chart. Uh, they've actually charted a total of 57 hits on the Hot 100 chart. Their most recent entry actually was in 2003 with a really weird single. It was a it was it was a compilation of remixes of Sympathy for the Devil weird um including i think a remix by pharrell i want to say there was maybe like even a dr dre remix on there um so that was the last time they were on the chart was back in 2003 uh, other notable fun facts they've actually had eight number one singles and uh 23 top 10 hits so there you go 50 years ago this week the rolling stones hit number one for the first time with satisfaction thank you keith for your tar of the week all right man that is going to do it for us at the pop shop podcast before we go actually two things before we go keith have you heard of any of these Meek Mill singles? Are you ready? I'm going to say no to all of them, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm a boss. Um, how's it go? Just sit, he just yells I'm a boss a lot. It's like like I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm 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 a, oh wait, no, see uh, I'm thinking of some of another song that has like I'm a I'm a I'm a. Yeah. It. I think that's I think that's it. Uh another one Tupac back. Tupac back. Tupac mm. back. You that that might be his most mem- like memorable single. He just uh, again yells Tupac back, Tupac back again with with Rick Ross. Both of those songs with Rick Ross. Amen, which I which I uh, already said. Young and getting it featuring Kirko Bangs. No, uh, no, no. And finally, 
All Eyes on You, which you already mentioned is in the top 40 now. Mm, nope. I'm going to know any of these songs. I'm going to burn you a no, Meek Mill mix CD. No, you, see, <laughs> see, the thing is, I want to make clear Jason lies. <laughs> Jason lies. Every time he says something on this show about, oh, dude, I'm going to like send you a list. I'm going to make you a playlist. I'm going to burn you a CD. I'm like, he never does. Oh. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Never, ever, Because I'm too busy buying wedding suits. <laughs> you're, you're, buying, you're buying too many suits. Pinstripes or navy? Oh, I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, and, and final thing before we go, Keith. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just want to remind everybody that so this this show that you just listened to is episode 98 of the Pop Shop Podcast. In two weeks, we will have a 100th episode extravaganza. Can't and when we say extravaganza, that. we actually mean it this time. Yeah, it's like, it's gonna be no awesome. joke. It's gonna <laughs> no be joke. It's gonna be really really cool. We've been talking about this for months. I'm excited. I know Keith is excited. So uh, thank you guys all for listening. Keith, do you have any parting words? Um. I'm still trying to figure out what song I was thinking of with the "Ama Ama Ama." Let's I go out. Like let's go song. out on "Ama Boss" by Meek Mill. Uh, sure. So you so you get a taste of that Meek Mill life. Thanks for listening and take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.